Shot yard. Well, that's gone straight up in the air. Wall won't drop. There's no way in the world. It's always dropped it. I can't believe it. What is going on? Talita, Allah, 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 Alright, that is it. Pakistan lose to England uh, and end their World Cup campaign. Welcome once again to the Shot Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Usman Khalid. I'm joined by Ramiz and Zan today. Uh, Haris is at a wedding somewhere in Ohio. Um, ten so, events. Ten yeah, events. ten events, right? Ten events in one yeah. day. So he's not going to yeah. be joining us. He didn't. He has ten I don't chances think he cares to find a wife. <laughs> he has ten chances to find a wife, man. I hope there's does, ten different does uh, group events. Of that... well, yeah, <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, how are you guys doing, man? Yeah, we're good. I'm doing great, honestly. Uh, yeah, can't I'm you see so me and Ramiz are, are so supportive <laughs> of the team right now? We're so happy. So happy that we're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was dragging on for too long. And yeah, the, finally, we're out of our misery now. Up, no until, uh, up until this morning at 3.30, I got up at 3 o'clock and I, pu- I put an alarm for 3 o'clock. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what happens at the toss. And I, I woke up, I saw the uh, update on Quick Info said England chose to bat and I went back to sleep. Uh, after watching like four overs, I, <laughs> I watched Shaheen's first over. It was a maiden. He was getting some swing. And then Hadis Rove bowled five wides for his first ball. And I was like, all right, this <laughs> I don't have five the mental five. capacity for this right now. Um, but yeah, did you guys yeah, go? Well, I was, go ahead. I was up till the toss and I saw the toss and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's over. We're not going to chase in three overs. So no point in staying up. I literally went to bed right away after the toss. That would have been some wild shit if we had uh, anybody that thought that they could chase. It, it went from 25 and 2 overs to 50 and 2.4 overs. And the way it works too, like it, you have way more chances if you bat first. Like if you if you bat at first and you scored 450, which is not unheard of. It's Pakistan, so that is unheard of for us. But other teams have done it. So, you know, you score 450 and then other teams can collapse. There has been one game in this tournament where somebody lost by like 280 runs or something. I don't know who it was. Um, Netherlands probably. Yeah. They lost by 290 or... No, they lost by 309 because they were 90 all out and Australia scored 399. There you go. Yeah. But that's, so, yeah, but you don't have a team like England, even though they're playing like trash to turn into that. I, sorry, I just want to talk about this net run rate thing. No, no, let's not get into that, dude. We don't want to be sore losers. You're saying net run rate is not very good. No, but if net no, run rate is a good no, net no. run rate. <laughs> net run I, to go through, Zen. I, 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 I like, like, you know, when we bitch about DLS because that's, uh, that's fine. But net run rate is a good way of looking at it. It's what fucking helped yeah, us yeah. Like, the last I was just, 10 I was just right? more, yeah, I was more talking about the fact that, like, it's drastically different if you bat first versus if you chase. Like, yeah, if you're first, in that you position, know. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, no gripes about, like, net run rate. Um, yeah. all, some people, you know, some people would say that, you know, because we beat New Zealand, we deserve to go through. That's not the case. We, like, if you look at it objectively, there are, even Afghanistan deserved to go through. Uh, more than us, I think. Uh, the amount of, you know, progress they've made in the in the last few years, 
these conditions suited them and they played really well. They beat us comprehensively. And, and I, I think if anybody gets to go instead of New Zealand, it should be, should be them. Um, but yeah, let's right. talk, let's and talk I about agree. the game. I agree. Um, I just want to say one thing. I agree. Afghanistan yeah. played really well, but fuck Irfan Patan. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck Irfan. Well, maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about like all the toxicity on social media, man. It's getting like, it's, it's so exhausting. Like, Virinder Sehwag, I don't know if you saw his tweet. Yeah, he said Pakistan's in dub hug. Uh, and then people jumped on him and shit like that. And it's like, it's I don't want to point the finger on one side. It's both sets of fans and both sets of ex-cricketers. It's it's getting Crash. so like tiring and like it's not even funny anymore. Uh, somebody like Sehwag, he's the one who started like the whole Bob Beta thing in like 2017 when the Champions Trophy was about to happen. And like, it's just, you know... All of our ex-triggers, all of their ex-triggers, all of our fans, all of their fans on Twitter. It's just, stop it, man. Like, don't make it political. Don't make it so personal. It's just a fucking game. Get over it. Like, one team's going to win. One team's not going to win. It's just funny. Uh, Indian fans, Indian ex-players, Pakistani fans, Pakistani ex-players, everyone's shitting on Pakistan. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, it, it's, this is one of those things where, like, people are quiet when, like, their team is not doing well. After Champions Trophy 17... You know, everybody on the India side was all humble and shit. And they were like, oh, yeah, congrats to Pakistan. They played well, blah, blah, blah. But then they're waiting for their moment, right? They know it's going to come. And they're, you know, uh, they're just like waiting to pounce on everybody. But anyways, um, yeah. Let's, I'm let's, excited let's to see what happens in the semis, man. New Zealand is a good team. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see, like, if they can get through the that hurdle. And if they can. I think New Zealand's Zealand. overhyped, personally. You think so? Yeah, I mean, look at the teams they've Dude, beat. They other, than England, well. they didn't I... beat, other than England, they didn't beat any other top team, right? They didn't even beat us, man. That that tells you a lot. But they, they played tight, man. That Australia game with them was, like, fantastic. That was such a tight game. That was... Uh, it was uh, really so good. was ours against South Africa, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying... <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying... Like, again, if the South Africa game went our way and the Australia game, I still... That Australia game, man, that was ours. We lost that. We didn't. We didn't like. Nah, yeah, Zen, they didn't uh, win. No, I, we you, lost you, that. You dude. said that last time too, good, man. No, man, we had such set, such a good platform to kind of take take the charge on that one, and we could have done well. Um, yeah, but and again, we didn't. Right? It's, it's I don't think it matters who won and who lost. Like you know, who, whether they what won the game or whether it matters we lost who the won game. And who lost. <laughs> no, that's what the whole game is about. What I meant to say was that it doesn't matter whether they won it themselves or whether we put it on a plate for them that's what i meant to say at the end of the day no, we but lost. what i'm saying is what i'm what i'm saying is like ramiz is saying they're not that good because they only beat these teams are overhyped and whatnot but it's like no they they took it to the end right like you know a few balls went their way or a few ball like you know some lucky things happened to them they could have uh um they could have they could have taken it home right like they could have been maybe number three or or number two uh in the standings so I don't, I, I, New Zealand is a great team. You know, we beat them because, you know, we were, we, we were working up to the hopelessness of this defeat, right? Like we had to, if we had known, if they had lost New Zealand, then we'd be like, okay, it's over, right? But we needed to go to the wire to, to freaking feel like shit. So that's why we won. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's funny, anyway, right? Like everybody's talking about like net run rate and they're like, oh, you know, this happened in 2019 too when it came down to net run rate for Pakistan. <laughs> we didn't even fucking win today. We lost pretty comprehensively, you know, and it, it, it doesn't even matter. Like talking about net run rate, it's like they scored 330, 338 or whatever it was. We chased like we always do, you know, uh, one, whatever, was it 220 or something? 
Um, Harish Rauf and Manu Asim scored a lot of runs at the end. They had a partnership of like 50 plus. Um, do you guys want to talk about the game in detail? I don't think we need to. I think we need to have a larger discussion. We need to do like a bit of a postmortem on the on our campaign and like how things went and what do we do next. The only thing I want to mention about the game is Babur Azam got out caught at short short mm-hmm. midway again, mm-hmm. uh, playing that pull shot again. It wasn't to a spinner this time. It was to a pace bowler, uh, Gus Atkinson, I think. And yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to mention. Pretty embarrassing for him to get out that like that. I think this is the third time in this tournament out of nine games. Um, something's not right there for sure. Um, but yeah, let's let's so you know. Let me ask you guys: What went wrong in this tournament for Pakistan, and who do you blame? I think there's two parts to this. Uh, the first thing is obviously our spinners. We didn't have uh, good enough spinners to. Sorry, Ramiz. Can, uh, can I stop you for a sec? Can I stop you for a sec? I want to discuss this in two parts. So the two parts that you're talking about, this is on the field. I also want to discuss off the field because this plays a big role into how we played. So continue. Yeah, I had two parts just on the field. Yeah, let's start with that. <laughs> that part. So the first part. Uh, the first part was uh, is obviously the spinners. Uh, we didn't have the middle middle overs taken care of, and uh, I think most games we needed to bring Shaheen Afridi back in the middle overs itself to get us some get us a breakthrough, and it worked a, a few times. It didn't work for a, a few times, but obviously the major major blame on 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 the wicket taking side comes to the spinners. And uh, I feel that was the biggest difference between us and South Africa, where South Africa, their spinners bowled really, really well in the middle overs, choked the other teams and got some wickets in the middle. And then the fast bowlers came in and, and wrapped it up every time. We didn't have that luxury, unfortunately. Uh, Nawaz was garbage. He should never be selected for the international team ever again. He, sh- he needs to maybe learn from his, uh, if he has a son, he should learn from his son how to bowl. And yeah, he should be nowhere close to the team. <laughs> He's why, terrible, why man. His son. Why can't he just get coaching? That's what I'm trying to get at. He's that well, you're bad. saying he's so bad that he should. He has like a two-year-old son. I think. Yeah, I'm sure he'll bowl better than Nawaz, bro. Like honestly, coaches clearly are not working out for him, right? He's been playing cricket for That's so long. Coaches clearly not working out for him. Uh, that being said, uh, Shadab was obviously out of form and. That, and he hasn't really been the greatest in ODIs either. Uh, Osama Mir, I feel like he was thrown into the team at a bad time. He didn't get to show what he ha- what he's made of. Uh, I still feel we should keep him around, but we really need to find a good spinner for our, our one-day one day games, um, even though we're playing our next game in like 13 months. Uh, the second part, in my opinion, was uh, the opening. Opening was uh, pretty poor throughout the tournament, other than the... New Zealand game where our impact player scored really well. Um, yeah, that's that for me was the two things that contributed very, very uh, largely into our poor showing in this World Cup. Yeah, agree. I, I think for my my opinion, like is a little bit different. Um, obviously, I agree that the spinners were just shit. Um, we did not get good spin bowling at any point in this World Cup, aside from when Ifti was bowling at some parts um, in, 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 in some of those games. So I, for me, the only three people who get a pass in this tournament, and that's only because um, they were kind of, they're young, they're very inexperienced, um, Mahmoud Wasim Jr., Saud Shaquille, and Osama Mir. 
I think everybody else, you can put the blame on them. Um, you know, opening it, batting in general was, you know, we were, we were raving about like, oh, this team can chase anything down. They were able to chase one total down of 345 against Sri Lanka, which was tough. And they did that. And we know how Sri Lanka did in the World Cup. Their bowling was not up to par. Their batting was not up to par. And the fact that they even got to 345, I know that was the flattest, a really flat batting track. I know that was the case, but I think we need to look at our pace bowling um, and really reassess that because that was, this is embarrassing what happened in this World Cup. I know Shaheen took 18 wickets or whatever it was, but he also got smacked around for like 90 runs, 80 runs. And, and they, like just bad bowling, bad line, bad length, no, no pressure. Um, I think wickets are sometimes also a, um, not a good indication of how well a bowler is bowling sometimes, because if you look at the Australia game, Shaheen took five wickets, but look at how that was the game. He took five wickets in, right? Am I, am I misremembering that? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know he took five wickets, but look at the overall score. He got those wickets like right at the end. It didn't matter. Um, I guess it didn't matter in the sense that, you know, they could have got 450 or whatever, but the score was so high that those wickets don't have the same impact as, um, you know, getting them up front. And we talked about Shaheen in the last episode and how if this team is not getting wickets from his first spell, this is a huge problem for the team. And I, I think relying on one guy like that, I'm not, I don't want to shit on Shaheen for, for too long because I think he, he has performed well, you know, in the past and, and he's still very young. So I'm not saying drop him. I'm not saying we're done with Shaheen. We need to find a replacement. I'm just saying that for this particular tournament, you need to look at everybody as a bowling unit and say that none of, none of them were good enough. Shadab, embarrassing. Um, Nawaz, absolutely embarrassing. Um, just no, like, consistency. And and the, and the I guess this is coming into your point, Zan, about, like, off-the-field stuff. And, you know, we talk about, like, fitness and, like, you know, their, um, the, the way they handle themselves on the field and off the field. You just don't see that, like, urgency. You don't see that, like, desire. Um, you don't, like, when you're watching them in interviews and on the field, you, they just don't look like they want to win bad enough. I don't know if you guys get the same sense. I I, I see that um, in, in all these guys, and that includes the captain. And that, again, you know, that comes down from leadership. Um, but, yeah, for me, everybody needs to take a look at this, all the players except for those three. Um, one was seen played three games, I think, in the last um, the last three games, and he was good in all of them. Osama Mir, because he was a little bit undercooked and raw, um, he did as well as he could in those circumstances. And South Shaquille, he was kind of brought in. He wasn't in their plans getting into the World Cup, and he was put in for Salman Aga. <laughs> and Salman Aga today, I could when he was batting today, he got a fifty today. I could sense that he was a bit a bit frustrated that he didn't get to play um, at all in the World Cup. And again, I, I have said it multiple times here on air that Salman Aga, when you when you invest so much time and so much energy into a player like that, and he's played all the series for you dating back to a year and a half for your team, you play him. Um, I know South Chikil was kind of became undroppable at that time, but um, again, like, you know, selection, Nawaz had, he didn't do anything special. He was actually a, a deterrent. For a lot of uh, uh, for a lot of tournament for Pakistan, and he could have come in for somebody like Nawaz um, right from the beginning, I think. Um, but yeah, Zan, go ahead. I'll let you go now. Yeah, 
Um, I, I I agree. I mean, you know, the 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 points that you guys make are so glaring that uh, you know I can't bring up anything else. Um, I think that uh, you know there are some players you got to keep continuing with. Uh, you know, fucker got dropped, came back, played well today. He shit the bed, but whatever. Um, and then Shadab played today too. I don't think he really did much again. I think he was at what like fifty eight runs for ten, and he he took zero wickets. Right. I just want to mention on Shadab. Sorry, before you go on, I just want to mention on Shadab. Our bowlers got. They were showing the stat on TV when Pakistan was batting. Uh, our bowlers got roughly one point nine degrees of turn, and their spinners got five degrees of turn today. Adil Rashid, the way he was bowling, um. Un- incredible his googly landing in the same spot every time our our batsman did not know what to do with him and yeah compared i didn't watch other bowl today but i can imagine like his length was all over the place um and he you know he didn't take any wickets and he was getting smacked around for six runs and over again so sorry continue but i just you know just not good enough from a spinning perspective yeah 100 percent. yeah um, I think it goes back to like, you know, this thing we talked about, like the biggest thing it goes back to, like, we could talk about all these like technical flaws and all these things, you know, everything going on. You're comparing Adil Rashid with, you know, hitting six, you know, the same spot six times it goes back to domestic, right? It goes back to that is like, what are they doing? How are they even playing? Are they just playing T20 leagues? Is that what they want? Cause Bubber's doing the same thing now, right? He played LPL. Um, and then obviously they had some international, but. I don't think he's played much domestic either. And I understand like he plays year round, but Pakistan's schedule isn't that like heavy. So he should have the opportunity to do that if they want to get better. Like um, that's the biggest thing, right? Like nobody's above the team. And I feel like sometimes that's what happens um, with these guys. But the body language, I think was a big concern. Um, you know, if they don't get those wickets up front, one one at least, then they're down and out and upset. Um, I think there's few like Rizwan. I think he he has the positive energy and he continuously tries to push the team. Um, so I, I'd say he he was one of the top players for me. I think that the players that did their job when they came in, um, those guys like they they shouldn't they shouldn't get their PP smacked like the rest of them, but. Uh, I think that uh, I think that there are there's gonna be a lot of questions for for a lot of these players, and I I don't know is there like some infighting going on? Who knows, right? Like we don't know that, and I hope there isn't. Yeah, there has to be there has to be something going on there that that you went from like zero to or a hundred to zero that fast. Literally, that Asia Cup game against India that got the reserve day. After that, they have been unreliable beyond belief. Like you cannot expect them to win anything. If they win, you're yeah. like sick, right? Like the Sri Lanka game, we're like we're gonna we're gonna lose, right? When they won, we're right. like holy shit, that's sick, right? So let me ask this, you, let me ask you, do, do you think do you think that this team is closer to what they were before that game in Asia Cup, or do you think they're closer to what they showed in this World Cup? Look, okay, so hold on, hold on. I, I, say say that again. You're saying do you think this team? It, like this team did not perform to their potential that was before okay. the Asia Cup. Like, I mean, you know, there were some tight games last minute. Maybe we were lucky in Afghanistan. But again, like, you know, when we played New Zealand, and maybe that's like because they were a fucking C-level squad. Like, I, I don't know. No, they, right? they, New, Zealand, New Zealand wasn't a C-level squad. They had nine out of 11 players playing in this World Cup. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, th- th- then we're good. So, like, m- my question is, that was is, at is home, what's this right? view? Either... 
So, sorry? Yeah. That was yeah, at that home, was at right? Home. That series? Yeah, yeah. Earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. So like my question is, is like one, what is our expectation or why did we think they were so good before? Like, what's this veil around our eyes where I'm where to me it's like these guys were phenomenal, right? Like like that game against Afghanistan, and now Afghanistan is not a Bangladesh Netherlands team anymore. Okay. They are not, they are world beaters, right? Like they will not fall yeah. into the same category. Especially after this World Cup, I think we need exactly. to consider them as a legitimate team moving forward. I don't think 100%. I don't think they're that underdogs to... against most teams now. Yeah. But again, I... it also it also comes down to where Afghanistan's playing because India is technically their home ground right now. That's where they play their home series. So we'll 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 know more of them once they play outside of of uh, India. Because just because they played well in this World Cup doesn't mean they're like the greatest. But yo, they, they played really us in Sri Lanka too, right? Like they, they did well. So maybe they're just subcontinent people. Like who knows? But Ramiz, regardless of all that, we can't give excuses that this is why they played well, whatever. We got beat, yo, right? Like we're subcontinent. No, of course, of course. No, we play in the same, like almost close to the same conditions, right? They've just utilized those conditions better than we did. And again, it goes down 100%. to spin, right? So like I said, Afghanistan, I'm not going to, they are now you know, top team, right? Like they are equivalent to if we're playing England, you know, New Zealand, South Africa, whatever, like I will put them in the same category. Bangladesh is the only one I will I will take them out because we got beat, man. We got beat, you know? And it was it was like a, a, a victory that was coming. It wasn't even like a... Because uh, they took us to the wire multiple times. In England, you know, if we didn't have Imad Wasim at the end there, they would have beat us. I still remember even in the Asia Cup... In 20, the one before the 2019 World Cup, Shwab Malik took us over the line. They were literally at the end. It was Gulbadin Nib. He was bowling that last over and he did a bunch of shitty balls and we we won that game. We would have lost that game. Like they take us to the wire. So I, I won't say that um, they're not good. But what I'm trying to say here is, fuck, now I lost my point. But I think there's more to this, man. Like either, you know, we, we got too cocky or something, but they played well against New Zealand at home. They played well against Afghanistan and Sri Lanka, and then Asia Cup came. I mean, they beat Nepal. They beat um, uh, uh, Bangladesh. Again, they're two associate minnow teams, but they lost to Sri Lanka. Tight game, but they lost, and they lost to uh, India multiple times, and that was it. That was the that was the game, right? That so... that loss to Sri Lanka in Asia Cup now feels like. It's amplified so much more now because of how shit they've been <laughs> in this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Now you think back and you're like, we lost to this team. Uh, I know it wasn't Sri Lanka. I know it was there. You know, it was it was home for them. But still, you expect to beat that team 100%. nine times out of ten. With, with, and, and so I was listening while I was listening to you. I was thinking, dude, this is a mediocre team, and they are they have flashes of like good really good performances and and i think the new zealand game is a really good example of that where a guy just comes out and plays an absolute blinder he he you know he single-handedly wins you that game but this team for, for the reason i asked you that question is because i think that this team is closer to what they showed in this world cup that's this is their if you play 100 I, games in you know 100 days they're going to they're going to perform more like they did in this world cup than they did against New Zealand or against like their good performances. I think this is what they actually are. And they have you know, flashes of like really good performances that make you think otherwise. So the thing is, so the reason why we think they're so great, right? 
is because their T20 team is so good. I, you guys can't deny that. The T20 team is really good. We know how to chase. We know how to defend. We know how to like, we, we know how to play an innings in T20s, right? And I think they've been doing that for so long that Hottest Rove, his four overs is like gold to us, right? Shane Chaufridi is fantastic. Nassim Shah, fantastic. Again, can't talk about him too much because he wasn't playing and he could have been somebody that holds the team together. Who knows? But I think the problem here is, and it goes back to domestic cricket, right? Like you, you've played T20s for so long and even between the Asia Cup and uh, the New Zealand series, you're mainly playing, playing T20s again, right? Like you only had those three games against Afghanistan. That's all you had. So yeah, their so planning and shit like that is not a huge part in it, right? Like these guys were prioritizing T20 series when there was a cricket, uh, like an ODI World Cup coming up, right? And that's just yeah, bad like, planning. Hardest open, India made sure they were playing open, a series at home. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Hardest Rofe and Shane Shafi, they are playing in the London fucking, the 100, okay? Remember that? The yeah. 100, and then Bobber, Nassim Shah, and then Nassim Shah. Like, you're you're overworking that guy. He's playing Sri Lanka Test, then he's playing the LPL, and he was playing, I think it was the, no, he didn't play the Caribbean Premier League, but he was playing something before the Sri Lanka Test as well, and he's playing back-to-back, and I read somewhere that he had, he had mentioned that his shoulder was hurting multiple times, and then it becomes an injury. There is, this is like not just the team, man. Like, you know, the more you dig deep and the more you talk about it and the more you think about it, this is an overall shit issue where it's just like a crappy business that the leadership doesn't change. You got somebody that comes in, looks at their short-term plans, short-term goals and short-term successes and says, I want to do this in one year. And after that, I don't give a fuck because I get my bonus. It's the exact same thing happening here. Go, yeah. go ahead. I, I, the reason, the reason, the, yeah, and, and I'm glad we're going in the right direction and talking about this because this is like, this is a, this is a systemic issue. You know, every, this happens, like we've, we've talked about this before. It happens every four years. We go through this and then, you know, the next series rolls around. And right now, you know, Tosif Ahmed has been appointed the uh, chief selector for the Australia series out of nowhere. Uh, he's the interim chief selector. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet that PCB put out. They were like, Media release, we accept uh, is about mm-hmm. resignation. And I was like, what the fuck is that news? Like, he resigned. You can't force him to work. <laughs> what, what is mm-hmm. that even doing? Um, but anyway, so things like, you know, this is a very systemic thing. I, I want to read you guys something um, that I came across today on Twitter. This is a list of the last 13 PCB chairmen dating back to December 2003. So in ascending order, starting from 2003, December, Shariar Khan, Naseem Ashraf, Ijaz Bhatt, Zaka Ashraf, Najam Sethi, Zaka Ashraf, Najam Sethi, Shariar Khan, Najam Sethi, Ehsan Mani, Ramiz Raja, Najam Sethi, Zaka Ashraf. So this is like oh insanity, okay, right? So hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Insanity. Stop. stop the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Stop for one sec, okay? So yeah. the two people that have, the, the two people on there that have some self-respect that came in, did the job, and then either were they were booted out and they weren't back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Is Esan Mani and Ramiz Raja. I mean, Ramiz Raja might come back if PTI comes in power or something. I don't know. You know, but so he's not coming back. <laughs> basically. So yeah, I, I wanted to just point that out. Continue. 
Yeah. So I just the reason I, I I saw this tweet today and I was like, you know, I the you know we look at systemically Pakistan cricket and you know they they like you said you know very short sighted look at like dude comes in he says I want to do this I want to do that brings in and this you know we've talked about bringing in an old captain like Sir Faraz or whoever you know for this next upcoming series in Australia the only person in here Asan Mani had a tenure from 2018 August to August 2021 Ramiz Raja got. Uh, a year and two months and we talked about how this guy had long-term plans and shit like that right but the re- you know the, mo- this list is mostly Zaka Ashraf and Najam Sethi in the in the last 13 years or or whatever it is uh yeah 13 years that's you know you're trying you're bringing in the same guys who have tried this and failed multiple times and you're hoping for a different result and it's not changing fitness levels aren't changing the 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 larger issue of like body language and like you know uh, we often talk about like playing for your own milestones rather than the team if you look at somebody like Rohit Sharma he is not playing for his own milestones right now he does not give a fuck whether he gets to 50 or 100 he his job he thinks right now is to go out in the power play score as many runs as possible and set it up for Kohli and everybody else down the order our our batsmen are not playing that way. Uh, whether whether they're they're playing cricket like you know '80s style cricket, even today's chase, if you look at it against England, that was like you know uh, run rate was around four for the first twenty overs, and you're losing wickets. You're not really trying. There's nothing going on that's going to help you win that game. There's there's no intent. There's no. Um, desire to win it looks like and i know today was a dead rubber and they were probably just waiting to go home anyways but this is not a, an issue that's only happening in this game this is a, a it happened throughout the world cup they look too comfortable i don't know if you guys saw at the end of the game today um star sports showed a like a montage of like pakistan you know they were done in the world cup they showed like a, a review of their campaign and they it was it was pretty embarrassing because they were making fun of uh, kind of lightheartedly poking fun at some of the off-field stuff too. And they started off with like, you know, uh, the Hyderabadi biryani comment that uh, Shadab Khan made. And he said that, you know, we're eating a lot of Hyderabadi biryani while they were playing their warm-up matches. And he said that, you know, we're eating a lot of it. And uh, maybe that's why we're slow on the field. And then the Imam Huq comment about the protein. And then, and then you know, and this is happening during a World Cup and they were kind of poking fun at it. And this is what I mean by like not taking this seriously. Just you're, 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 you're too, you want your environment to be loosey goosey, but you don't want it to be like, like you don't care. Um, that, and that's what it seems like, um, right now at least. Um, but yeah, this is a, yeah, no, I think, I think I agree with, uh, I think I agree with most of, uh, that was said. Uh, I think we discussed this, what, three episodes ago, two episodes ago. Uh, it's a very deep rooted issue coming all the way from our chairman and then heading into our domestic structure, our pitches are horrible. Uh, I know, Zen, you mentioned that uh, a lot of our players should be playing domestic, like, for example, Babarazm. I feel like he shouldn't be playing our our domestic. And the reason for that, I feel, is first off, the pitches are terrible. So he's definitely going to score a lot of runs, which will probably give him a fake sense of confidence where being like, you know what, oh, look, I'm scoring so many runs. And then when he goes to a little bit of a challenging pitch, it all falls apart, right? The second thing, obviously, is, again, pitches. Our players, uh, our batsmen can, sure, they can they can do well in our domestic structure, but our bowlers will have a very, very challenging time. I think one of the biggest reasons why we, we don't have a big turner of the ball is because of the pitches, because our, our pitches are flat, flat roads, 
right? And you can't spin the ball a lot on roads. You need to make pitches for spinners so spinners can get better at their craft. You need turning pitches so bowlers can learn how to turn the ball. If you just have flat pitches everywhere, it's not going to help with anything. It's just going to keep bringing up batsmen and give them fake sense of confidence that they're really, really good when they're not as good as they might think. Uh, the next thing I feel is uh, going back to this old uh, provincial structure. Um, you get Sure, you get a lot more players to play in the domestic structure, but then you also get a lot of lower quality players in that because obviously when the volume goes up, the quality goes down, right? I feel like we need to make a structure where the the what Ramiz Rajo did was the, the six uh, province, provincial teams. That was a good structure. And then have another tier below that where all the other players play, right? We can't just have one top structure where everyone plays. You need to have the... There's international, and then you have another level below that where the top domestic players play, and then another one below that where everyone else plays. Like English, they like they have like their second, like they have the um, you know, the premier team, the Div One, Div Two, and then they have yeah, the second, exactly, exactly, second elevens, exactly, like something like soccer, right? Like if I don't know if you guys know much about it, but Premier League, England has uh, I think over forty divisions of soccer, right? Uh, they're still not that not the greatest team in the world, but basically you start from the lowest division, you keep climbing up, and then you get to the Premier League, which everywhere everyone else plays, like Arsenal, United, City, everyone else plays. Uh, that kind of structure, I feel like we need in in our country. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, we don't have the organization to make that happen, unfortunately. And the and and yeah, that's I think uh, like you guys said, domestic domestic structure is is the biggest issue. And I don't know how to fix it. So one you of the guys things know, we talked um, about was um, Ramiz Raja, right? And what he was trying to do. And I was a huge, huge fan of the Buxton Junior League. Even the fact, like, I didn't give a shit that people didn't show up. I didn't give a shit that they gave free tickets to fucking all the school children. Like, you know, more power to that. You know, if you got to take a hit, you got to spend money to make money. And and this wasn't even a money thing. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, if you can get these players to play well and you can help them learn, then, yeah, you're going to you're going to make money off them because they're going to win you tournaments. But the fact that the Pakistan Junior League, like that was an amazing I thought that was such a such a good initiative. And there was foreign players, right? Like there were players from different countries that signed up and they were auctioned and blah, blah, blah. And they or signed and they excuse me they came in and now like the team that fucking went to um the asian games okay the team that went to the asian games they were trash they didn't win a single game and they were playing like again they lost to afghanistan they lost to i think they lost to bangladesh as well so they played two games and they lost to two and losing to bangladesh Losing and these are not like if you look at the squad, there was Asif Ali, Haider Ali. Um, you know, I think Muhammad, I don't know if Muhammad Wasim played in that, but they were they weren't like they were players that had played international cricket, they weren't players that didn't play international cricket. And then you look at um, the the emerging Asia Cup, and we beat the India team, and everybody's like freaking dick riding them and shit, and it's like slow down a little bit guys here like i i agree i'm I'm happy we won and i'll, I'll celebrate that victory but they're sent they sent a c-level team to the emerging asia cup and we lost to them pretty brutally in the first game and in the final we beat them and that's because 
one batsman did really well, Tayyip Tahir, and he's somebody that has come through the ranks, right? Like he's somebody, and he's not young. He's, I think, like 27 or something like that. Uh, and he's proving himself, you know, and that was one, like one, and there was another guy, I think his name was like uh, something, I, I forgot his name, but like, uh, it, it, he looks like he's a good spinner. Um, and so like, you look at that and you're like, this is the future. Like, these are our reserves, right? Like if Iftikhar Ahmed and Aga Salman and maybe Saud Shakil, like, you know, if they got injured. They'd bring in Asif Ali and they'd bring in people like Hussain Talat, who they used to play when Misbah was in charge, right? Like, they'd bring in these guys. Like, who else do we have, right? Like, who else do we have, honestly? So, this is a huge, huge issue. This is a huge issue. And then there's butt-hurt motherfuckers like Hussain Talat, who is not getting selected for Pakistan and on good reason. And then he's like, I'm going to the U.S. Like, nobody has the patience like Imad Wasim, same thing he's like oh what's the chance I'm going to get selected why do anything in life at all then like why do anything <laughs> in life you if, you're, statement, if, right? your success, uh, if your success rate is not 100% if you're so scared of rejection yeah it doesn't make sense I 100% agree I I'll yeah I'll, I'll mention that we, we were going to talk about this but Wasim Akram on the pavilion uh, and by the way the pavilion is getting a lot of praise on like a world stage the great cricketer podcast has reached out to them. They want to do a collab and everybody like people from like India, everywhere, Australia, England, they're, everybody's really impressed with like the uh, non-biased nature of that show. And, you know, they just, they don't really, they don't favor any kind of like host or, or, you know, they're their own team and that sort of thing. And it's just good analysis. But anyway, yeah, the pavilion is really picking up steam on, on the international kind of, cricket broadcasting thing but yeah the in Wasim Akram on that show mentioned that um he didn't say any names but he said that uh there are players in Pakistan who are um there are a couple of players who are you know they are saying stuff on tv and uh they don't they want to be selected but they're not playing domestic cricket and he was obviously talking about Imad Wasim who on uh Geo TV Harlama Purjosh he's been he's been talking about some of that stuff right um, and then Imad Wasim actually responded. He said that I was ranked number two in all-rounder rankings when I was playing for Pakistan, and they dropped me. So what is the guarantee that I'm going to be considered uh, if I play domestic? So this is a thought process, right? And then that's what you were talking about. It's like this guy is so entitled that he thinks that PC, like Pakistan cricket now owes him something because he was like ranked two once upon a time. And now like... What is the guarantee that I'm going to get selected and Pakistan is going to be lucky enough for me to represent uh, uh, their team? So this is, you know, and I 100% agree with you that, you know, this is like, again, this is all a systemic issue. Um, this is like a problem that is starting from the chairman and, and getting kind of weeded out into the these kind of little fi- fine details in how the team is structured, how they play, body language um their you know their attitude on the field that sort of stuff off field stuff too and and, and all that i uh, like you know I think, we uh, talk about... go ahead no no finish your thought Tosif i was going to say and the tosif emma's appointment is a really good indication of mm-hmm. what it, like does this guy have any role i don't know if you guys know better than me does this guy have any role in the PCB, in, in grassroots stuff, is he like a scout? Is he like any? Is he a coach at any level? What is? I think, what he's, is I think he's a coach. Okay. I think he's a coach. I played one month under him, and he was a terrible coach. You played one one month under him? 
Yeah, in in Where? Dubai, it was uh, he had a he had his own academy in Dubai, <laughs> and he was a terrible coach, man. Yo, you're a chuparustam, bro. Yeah, bro, this really... guy was literally. We had like a two-hour session every day, and this guy would just literally stand behind the stumps of the non-strikers and with his arms behind his back and just stand there for two hours. Like being he an umpire. Yeah, literally. He but not even making any... any umpire decisions. Yeah, we were. it was nuts, right? And he would never give anyone any tips, and he would just literally be like, oh, yeah, go ball, go bat. He would literally just be like, oh, next batsman, next bowler. That's that's literally all he did. It's a pretty poor coach. <laughs> Um, so th- what I meant to say was that now this guy is responsible for picking our squad for Australia in, in, one, in a very important tour. And now we're supposed to trust this guy to be like, pick the best 18 to to take it to Australia. It's just like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the, we know nothing's going to get fixed. We know it's going to be the same carousel of bullshit that we recycle every time. The next, you know, Champions Trophy is going to roll around and we're going to be in the same position. We're going to be like talking about like fucking, hey, should we bring Heather Ali back for this Champions Trophy now? Um, Because he was good once upon a time, right? Um, He was supposed to be the next Bobber, yo. Yeah. Let's play him at number three. He's going to solve all our issues. Um, I I think this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think Afridi should have come back as a selector for this tour. Uh, The squad I feel he picked earlier this year was a pretty good squad. He gave chances to a lot of uh, newer guys as well. A couple of new guys as as well at the time. I I liked him. You're right. I liked his squad. But honestly, this guy is toxic too. He is... He's so... And and the fact that his son-in-law... Everyone's toxic, man. Uh, I know everyone's Everyone's toxic, toxic. but I think he has a... But his son-in-law is freaking crazy. His son-in-law is not just some Ami Shami, you know, Pachi, right? (laughs) He's, yeah, he's, he's one of the best in the world. Player. In the world right now. <laughs> no, it matters. Yeah, he's one man. of the best in the world. Yeah, or was oh, Chai the Fiji TV no, He's been talking a lot. He's too opinionated. That's the problem. He's too he's too yeah. opinionated, and he's aggressive, which I like. I'm I'm okay with the aggressive part, and he he talks too much shit about Bobber. You know that that's what pisses me off about him, and he's just so opinionated that you can't even feel like anything he does is unbiased. Yeah, exactly. You know, he wants uh, to you do see, big did things. You see, he wants to make um, changes. Ramiz Raja today, um, he was being interviewed after the game, and he said that uh, he had a talk with Babur Azim yesterday at the Nets before at the training session. And uh, he, Babur basically told him, he said he, he, said he can't obviously tell uh, in detail what, what was actually said, but he said that Babur looked pretty down and he looked pretty depressed. And... Uh, uh, yeah, he just he didn't want to get into detail, but he was saying that Barbara would look pretty deflated, and uh, he was talking about how you know our ex cricketers are talking trash on TV and that sort of stuff. And and on one hand, I blame the the, the our media and like you know we we talk about our ex cricketers and how how toxic they are and all this stuff. But on the other hand, you can't give these guys a pass because of that too. Like grow a spine, right? Like. Every Indian media is going to do the same thing if their team performs, performs trash Bro, too. So. Pe- people like Shwab Jutt are a cancer on like Pakistan cricket. They are literally 100%. a cancer. Like if you could like strip away their media rights, you should do that in every turn. But then you got this retard Zaka Ashraf like running the PCB and he's doing exclusive interviews with people like that. Like, like this is what I don't understand. Like, what are you, what are you trying to get out of it? Because, because these are clickbait titles. Do you get a kickback 
for the viewers that this guy gets because there has to be a what's in it for me for this from Zaka Ashraf to give this toxic motherfucker like a chance to have an exclusive interview like I understand yeah, why he's no, on it's that not even a chance man. I, I think it's all planned I think it's planned I, did, like Zaka Ashraf has the same agenda that fucking Shoaib Jad does this is like, it's not a coincidence that he sat down with Shoaib Jart after like uh, two days after Rashid Latif said uh, the thing about the, you know, he's calling, uh, Baba is calling Zakai Shraf and he's not answering his call. It's not a coincidence that he sat down like two days after and like started accusing Inzamam and Rizwan and all these guys about conflict of interest. This is like, they're, they're all like, everyone knows that Shoaib Jart has an agenda. This guy is like a paid, like, he has a paid campaign that he has to run against certain people on the team and, and bring back, you know, whoever they want to bring back. And so this is like, yeah, I, this is so deflating as a fan because like, you, you know, we, I like, we talked about like how excited we are for, you know, the Australian tour, but nothing is going to change. We we've got this loser picking our squad now and uh, he couldn't even coach Rumi's properly. holy smokes dude this episode was uh a little too serious i had to throw a joke in there oh man Uh, (laughs) yeah sorry buddy yeah Um, this guy's fucking yeah anything anything else you guys want to walk through the door Yeah, man, there's a lot more I want to say. You know, I'm go pissed. Ahead, I'm actually angry, man. These guys take the sport that I love, you know, the players that play their best. And then, okay, so this is another thing I wanted to bring up. This is another thing, you know, and, and I, I like that this episode doesn't have any structure because we're pissed. You know, this is an episode of emotion, and that's what we're here for. But, dude, these guys haven't been paid in five months. They're still talking about like the contract. Everybody's like contract negotiations are over. No, the contracts already signed though. No, contracts are signed over. Zakar Shraf said he sent them to India. When this came out, he was like, we're going to send them to India and they're going to sign them. Uh, and then we're going to pay. Dokya sign. Yeah, Dokya sign. If Haris said But now, because now that report came out where they're, where they're trying to uh, like get Shaheen and and uh, Bobber to sign something that has to do with Bet X One, and they're like, no, well, Shaheen, Bobber, Bobber and Rizwan, right? For because in PSL they they don't show the betting company names, uh, so I think I read that too. They just want them to be okay with that, and I guess it's fine if you're if you're getting paid the money for for it, uh, either take a pay cut or or accept the sponsors and go move with it. I know it's like a religious thing where they don't want to support betting companies and whatnot. Then take a pay cut, man. You can't you can't get p- paid the full amount and then not show the sponsors on your shirts. That doesn't just doesn't make sense because sponsors <laughs> are part of where the money comes from for their salaries, right? So it doesn't make any sense to me. So Ramiz is basically Ramiz loves gambling and he wants everyone. Yeah, to Ramiz is no. advocating for gambling, basically. Just no, I'm not. That. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for gambling. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, right? like if the sponsors are paying. Ramiz. No, no, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you have to say. Because I really think you're advocating it. No, I'm not advocating for betting companies. Uh, First of all, our our PSL team shouldn't even be sponsored by uh, betting companies. That's where it stops, right? Yeah. But but, but, 
but if it's happening if if the teams are being sponsored by them you, and you're getting paid more because of sponsors you can't say oh i'm not going to wear their show wear their name on my I shirt i agree with you on that but that's right. the, this is why dude this is why pakistan team has so many problems and has so much shit because this is what they do they have the lanath right they just have lanath on them and that's the truth right because of this type of i don't know what the full phrase is but alamia ki lanath is that it alamia ki lanath is that what it is can you guys fix it for me please for people i have no on. idea what you're trying to say <laughs> they just <laughs> Alamian and Lanat, especially Pakistanian, clearly rakhi hui hai. Ye lo thodi thodi si layer. That's what I'm trying to say, guys. Don't judge me on this. But that's what I mean, right? Like this is the type of shit they're so focused on. Is how do we get into like haram activity to make more money? And they just they anyways, man. I'm just getting angry. Yeah. That, okay. That's whatever. Like I don't care about the betting shit. Like who cares? <laughs> Hashim Amla used to like, but I think Ravid is right though. Like, if you, you can't expect to get paid the same amount of money if you're gonna cover, like Hashim Amla used to take a pay cut, right? Uh, that was a news story when when he used to play. They had a beer sponsor. For oh, South he Africa, did, right? Yeah, and he used to take a pay cut and just cover the beer logo on his shirt. So yeah, that's good. That it, it's what that, that's what. But that he is. also wasn't the best batsman in the country, right? When a sponsor comes in, they also look at the value that each player will bring for them. And if Bob Razam, Hashim Amla wasn't the best batsman in the country. Well, if you look at De Villiers, he was he was looked at, looked as a higher as a he was batsman. he was one, one of the best. For me. I think if you're talking about high profile, yeah, he was players, one of the best. Was, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But again, Babar Azam's Babar was uh, breaking Hashim Amla's to... records that he. That... I know, I know, I know, but like. If you ask a South African, they would prefer to have De Villiers more than they would have Hashim Amla. Right, but you're not, and they're both playing at the same time, right? In a team of eleven, right? Like you can have top three and stuff, right? They're all going to get treated equally. Anyways, this is a stupid argument. Yeah, but but what I'm what I'm trying to get at is Hashim Amla wasn't seen as a brand, right? Uh, no, he, you're right. That's true. His, his his looks his looks don't qualify for a brand per se. Babar Azam being the best batsman for Pakistan, Rizwan being one of the best for Pakistan. Uh, they have a different stature in Pakistan as Hashim Amla has in South Africa. That's true, right? That's true. I so agree with if that. a sponsor's if if a sponsor is coming to Pakistan, he's going to be like, you know what, Babar Azam ke shirt pe mera naam hoga. People will look at it and then they'll come to my betting company. That sort of uh, that yeah. sort of idea, right? Um, so yeah, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me how you can say no. I'm not going to have the sponsor, but then you also want to get paid a lot of money. You know, yeah. my goal now that I'm thinking about it. For this pod, my goal is to find an insider in the Pakistan cricket board or somewhere so that we can get some hot goss on the show. And not hot goss, good stuff. You know, positive shit. So you want to become Shweb Jatt is what you're saying? <laughs> no, man. Shweb Jatt is like... You want to just air dirty laundry on He's like the freaking... He's a dirtbag, man. He's like literally the fucking... Anyways, man. I hate that guy. All right. So and I don't hate me... a lot of people. We we talked a lot about what what you know what the issues are. How do so? Let's talk about what to do next. It's what we want to do next is probably not going to happen anyways. But what do you guys want to do next for Champions Trophy twenty twenty five? I want to scrap the ODI format personally. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> we are not playing another. Uh, Zans brought this up on the show before, right? We're not playing a uh, ODI and t- for like a year, right? So you, I agree with you. Why even plan for this format when? But you do have to play that Champions Trophy and you do have to play that World Cup, right? So you gotta and, and, and we're the host and we're the host and we're the host. <laughs> so you can't get wrecked at home. You gotta plan some ODI series, man. These guys are like, uh, yeah. The, the, I don't care if you bring in West Indies to play you at home. Do something. Uh, play some ODI cricket. And we've talked about like how our team right now is pretty much our T20 team playing the ODI format. And that's not working because these guys are not used to the consistency that ODI cricket requires. And they're not they're playing it like a T20 game. And they just don't have the longevity uh, in their game to be able to sustain that level for a long period of time, which is sad because... ODI is a format that whether it stays or not is it really tests you as a player. T20 doesn't as much and it doesn't really uh, it 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 kind of masks your lack of ability a, a lot better than you know ODIs do. So yeah, I don't like I we think they need the, to we got to limit the T20 series that uh, these Exactly, guys I agree. Especially I agree. Shadab, like they should fucking cut him off at the knees for that kind of stuff and be like either sit at home and play and get better or you know if you don't want to play for pakistan then you don't want to play like that that's the thing like you if you're not playing domestic then you're not playing and these guys bend over backwards so much for these guys but that's my thing is they need to there needs to be some level of you know some level of coming up through the ranks a little bit, right? And Inzamam said it best when people kept asking about Muhammad Amr. And he's like, he's not out of the fold. Come, come play domestic, perform, and let's get you let's get you going. And honestly, I think about Amr, yeah, she said he's retired. Amr's yeah. retired, right? And anyway, I, I think the point still stands, right? Like, I think he was saying, I think he was more talking about, like, how fans have been saying bring back Amr, right? And, and honestly, fans play a part in this too like there's people were so reactionary like everybody before the world cup bring Amir in now it's like you know uh drop drop this this and this guy just you know uh, and and uh, i think pakistan cricket does take that into account and they shouldn't they shouldn't take any fans um input into account um 2015 you know i think they put in sarfraz as an opener because the whole country was going crazy well that was the right decision but if you have a process and you believe in it stick to it don't fucking change it because a couple of people on twitter are are yelling at you um that's you know i'm saying that and as i'm as i'm saying it i'm realizing that the reason fans are a lot of times yelling is because they're making just bad decisions and what we're saying is actually (laughs) the right thing to do for a lot of times so it's you know it is what it is but what I mean to say is if you have a process, you you stick to that process uh, for the most part. But yeah, that's what it is, man. Uh, all in all, you know, a very disappointing campaign. Uh, like Zen said, at uh, before the Asia Cup, we were looking like a good team. And, and I think that was like, uh, I think that was uh, just, you know, playing at home. And I know New Zealand sent their... Um, mostly their uh, first 11 uh, team there. But I think that wasn't an accurate reflection of what this team actually is. I think what they showed in this World Cup is what they are closer to. 
and they just need to get better. They need to have a better attitude. They need to have a better um, fitness regime. They need to take it seriously. And coaching is part of that too. Mickey Arthur, like, the, like PCB was so adamant that we want this guy back. They were like, we, he can do it online. He can be an online team director for this team. We just want, we need Mickey Arthur to lead this team. And so that didn't work, right? And you need to have a serious discussion about what you want to achieve long-term and uh, not be so reactionary. And we know that's not going to happen, but that's what needs to happen. We can talk about it. We're going to be talking about this a year from now. We're going to be talking about this in 2027, probably. Happy to be proven wrong, but this is Pakistan. I think nothing's going to change. So that's the de- my, our, that's my depressing our, end of the rant. I think our kids will start a podcast 20 years from now, and they'll be talking about the same issues. Just recycling it's our episodes. Much, pretty much. Literally. They, see, that's the best part for them. They won't even have to come up with new content. They can literally just sit, <laughs> sit here, watch the Shot Yard podcast, and say the same things, and it'll be the exact, and it'll be applied to the same situation 20 years from now. And it's it sucks because it's been like this since since I was a kid and it's still the same shit show going on. I I don't expect anything to improve. Um, I think the only reason why we're even good at T20 is because that's how our players grow up. Tape ball cricket khelo, bad gomao, tez bowling karao. That's all. That's literally all our our young players do when they're kids. And that's why I think T20 favors us favors us a lot. And it kind of sucks when we have a bad patch in T20s. We haven't had one in in, in the recent past, but um, it's it's really odd to see us having a bad patch in T20s even because that's literally how our players grow up. Now. Yeah. Now? Yeah. What do you mean? Like T20 is not that old. No, but table cricket's old, right? That's yeah, how that's true, actually. Pakistan's been playing table cricket. That's how Hardest like Rolf was founded. Yeah, Paris yeah. Lahori. Um, anyways, let's let's move on from uh, Pakistan. I think uh, there's <laughs> there's a couple other things. We're a little late on this stuff. I really wanted to talk about the Angelo Matthews stuff uh, against Bangladesh. This is like old news now, but um, uh, Zan, this is your chance to shit on Shakib Al Hassan as much as you want. I know how much you hate this guy, um, so go ahead. I I'll explain what happened. Basically, I can give a brief summary of what happened. So. Sri, uh, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh game. Uh, Bangladesh is bowling, and Angelo Matthews comes into bat um, after a wicket falls. He comes to the crease and he realizes that his helmet is broken, his strap is broken, and uh, he asks for a new one. While that is weight is being, um, uh, while that weight is, uh, while the new helmet is coming down, uh, Bangladesh appeal for a timeout, and. Uh, the umpires apparently asked Shakib twice. They were like, do you want to withdraw this appeal? Because technically, yes, we can give him out for this uh, because it's been over two minutes. That's the rule for the World Cup uh, for this event. Uh, it's actually three minutes for playing conditions in general, but for this World Cup, it was two minutes. Uh, and that supersedes uh, that rule set by the MCC. So they asked him twice, hey, do you want to withdraw you this appeal? Go ahead. You missed a key point that uh, at a minute 55 is mm-hmm. when he said that his helmet was broken. So he was yeah. taking guard with five seconds left. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was going to mention that next because he tweeted about that after the game. Um, but yeah, you're right. No, he, but he, he also did tweet, showed a video uh, where... Yeah, he did. There's he did. a timer from when the ball is caught and the, per, the prior batsman is out until 
He's about to say guarding his helmet's broken. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? I just think this is like, Shakib's an idiot, man. This guy, like, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? You're done in the World Cup anyways. What the fuck? <laughs> he's, he's, he said post-game that he felt like he was at war. He's like, dude, come on. Don't be so fucking stupid. You made a stupid decision in the heat of the moment. Don't act like this is like a... Um, and I don't want this, we, we shouldn't compare this to like mancating or like any of those things because. No, it's not the same like thing. Like mancating, no it's not the same thing at all. It's not like, exactly, there's no advantage and you're just being a dick at this point. Um, I'm sure there's a, there, there are many instances where the bat, batsman takes a long time to get to the crease. And people were pulling those clips up from like past matches and shit like that. But yeah, Shakib Al Hassan is a true moron. This guy is known to. Um, you know, do this kind of shit. People were pulling up that clip of like him knocking down the stumps after an umpire didn't give a decision in his favor <laughs> in like some domestic he fights, game. So uh, he, he has a history with umpires of this. a lot in domestic. He, yeah, he has so he has a huge history of that kind of stuff. He's a problematic person. These guys, like, I mean, Bangladesh cricket rolls out the red carpet for him for everything. He does whatever he wants, says whatever he wants doesn't really get like he's been suspended like a couple times but that's been more i think icc rather than bcb um but he does whatever he wants i mean this is like not a you know uh, a decision of um attitude and stuff it's more like ethics and just like do whatever it takes to win um it's in the rules so again like it's there right like it's it's fine that he did it it's not that um he did something outside of the rules of the game but the the, pro, the thing about cricket is that there's just so much spirit of the game involved where it's that's why it's called a gentleman's game is that these things are more a warning or these things are more um you know hey man like let's get it going or hey like what's going on you know like you know you know there's rules this game or let's get the show on the road kind of thing instead of yep get him out get him out even with mancating like, I mean, if there's no, I, I like it that there's like a warning where you're like, yo, dude, listen, you keep doing that. I'm going to, you know, mancade you, which sounds kind of weird. Um, but uh, I, uh, I think that this was just him, him being like a fudu as usual. And uh, yeah, that's like, that's Bangladesh's campaign in a nutshell, dude. Right. Like that's their campaign in a nutshell is they got that one wicket. They made controversy by getting that. And that's like what they're going to be remembered by in this whole campaign. Yeah, the uh, Bangladesh High Court has instructed BCB to formally appeal to the ICC to remove Wakari Yunus from the World Cup's broadcast team for like being critical of Shaki for doing this, which is like, okay, nice. What the fuck? Like, they're not going to remove him for that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, just <laughs> pretty stupid of him to do that. Um, uh, everybody is, I think any sane person is, is on, on the side of like, why do you need to do that? Um, there are some people who are saying that, oh, Matthew should have been more aware. It's like, you don't know that your helmet's going to break when you are leaving the dugout to go back, right? People are like, oh, he should have been better prepared and check his equipment before he leaves. It's like he pulled, and you can see in the clip, in the replay, he pulls on a strap to tighten it. And he's like, oh, shit, it broke. And then he's like, oh, I need a new one, right? He's not going to do that in, like, a dugout and be like, let me check my strap and see if it's going to break if I pull it, um, you know, and make it tight. So just a really shitty yeah. argument to make. Um, 
I agree. Go ahead. I agree. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happened in that game. Let's talk about a little bit about the Maxwell innings. Um, we missed that too in our. Uh, we haven't talked about that on the show. So, what do you guys want to say? Best about that? over ODI. Best over at ODI inning. Ever. It has to be, right? It's got to be. I mean, that this was yeah. like, we were talking in our chat, right? And we were talking about like the Cummins innings. Uh, it was like 11 from 60, right? He ended up being. Um, and we were talking 12 about from like, 68. That, 12 from 68. There you go. Um, we were talking about like how if that was like a Pakistan tail ender, if it was like Mohamed Basim or like even like Shadab or like one of Nawaz. our quote unquote recognized batsmen. Yeah, Nawaz. They would have slogged out like, you know, in when we were at like a hundred runs because they were like ninety-one per seven. These guys and Cummins came and he just held one end, and he he saw that Maxwell was you know he was gonna play the way he was gonna play. Maxwell was a bit lucky early in his innings. His first ball, he edged it uh, behind the keeper, um, and it kind of just fell short of the keeper. And then he had that two dropped catches basically. One was a sitter by Mujib Rahman at fine leg. And uh, yeah, but you know, a player like that, like once he gets going, you could tell that like midway through his innings when they needed like 100 runs or something like that, um, Afghanistan already looked like they didn't know what to do. Um, And maybe, you know, like we need to question their tactics a little bit because you have a guy who's like, he cannot move. And you are bowling stump to stump to him. Bowl him some wide Yorkers. Bowl, make him move his legs, right? These guys were bowling exactly the way he wanted them to bowl. And he was just hitting sixes. He was feeling it in terms of like his hand-like coordination. And um, yeah, but Afghanistan, you blew it, man. You guys suck. That's, <laughs> you guys what, I, that's what I mean when I... Me. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say Afghanistan's not up there yet. Yo, they beat they Pakistan, long so we can't, really, we can't really talk. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not a very high bar. That's not a very high bar. Beating Pakistan is not a very high bar, man. World Cup, man. That's all we were. But you're right. That's not really a high bar. That's like, you know, I think a lot of teams were... New Zealand, like, they were better than us, I think. I like Afghanistan's progress. You know, they... Yeah. I really like their progress, though. It's nice to watch a team like that um, go from Yeah, but you know what, Sam? To... You know what? Fuck them. Yeah. That's where I was coming to. <laughs> That's the funniest part. We helped them Sam so much so quiet, in their initial... initial... <laughs> we helped Afghanistan with their cricket so much in their initial times. And the way they just talk shit about us every opportunity they get just to get that Yo, IPL man. contract. It's actually insane, man. Yo, the did you know that Muhammad Nabi? It's not, and it's and not like Muhammad Nabi. It's not Muhammad Nabi. It's not like, you know, Muhammad Shazad and, you know, like those guys that talk shit about Pakistan. They do what they're told, obviously, by their board. It's the fans. Again, South Asian fans, the shittiest fans in the world, man. You know, those people no, are... No, man, I'll say that Afghanistani players have been, like... Uh... Did you guys see the tweets? Or oh, not the tweets. The Instagram story of Rehmanullah Gurbaz on Instagram, where uh, people were posting it on Twitter, taking a screenshot and posting it on Twitter. He he said something like, program after, like, uh, New Zealand beat Sri Lanka. And even though that eliminated them, too... <laughs> Um, <laughs> they were taking a dig at Pakistan and people were like reposting and Mohammed Nabi reposted that on his Instagram, I think. 
and I and I saw that. And I was thinking back, you know, to Ramiz's point of like, you know, these guys played domestic cricket in Pakistan. Mama Nabi played domestic cricket uh, in Pakistan when he was like a young player. He's like f- fucking 80 years old now. And he's, you know, <laughs> he, he thinks he's all fucking hot shit. But this, like, these guys all grew up in the Pakistan domestic system. And now they're gonna, yeah, that does bother me. That does bother me. Because now they have backing from the BCCI and they have like, they play their home cricket in India. And they've just forgotten that, you know, how they got their start in, in Pakistan cricket. But anyways, um, fuck Afghanistan. You know, they're, kudos to them for, you know, doing how well they did. They're, 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 I think they're going to be a good team in the next five years or so. I think they're going to be a really good team. So um, all that kind of drama Except aside. Except for Fazal Faruqi. <laughs> 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 Why him? Because, <laughs> man, Nassim Shah is going to be a better cricketer and he's going to fucking school his ass every time they get on the field together. Yeah. See, that's why we lost. That we is why we lost. Against these Afghanis. Yeah. We literally have a 0%. We have a 0% win rate. Actually, no, I shouldn't say 0%. With Nassim Shah being in the squad, we have a 0% win rate or whatever. Fuck. 100% win rate with him playing against them. That's his, that's his thing. I'm trying to get my thoughts in order, but. We're already an hour. Yeah, this is the first ODI we've first ODI we've ever lost to them, so it's okay. But it was like the worst one to lose. I would have been happier losing all three of those ODIs against them in this series. Just Zane, we Zane, we need to hear you say it. Fuck them. Yeah, man, fuck them. You think I care? (laughs) I don't care. I'll say it loud. Say it loud and I'll say it proud. As good as they've been, fuck them, man. (laughs) We we need to worry about our own cricket, and you know you. That's the thing, right? Their like, fans are so stupid, man, though. Afghani fans are so stupid. It's unbelievable, man. Like, Bangladesh fans, like, you know, they keep to themselves. They have their team. They shit on their team. You know, Pakistan fans shit Like, you know, Pakistan, India have their banter. And then Afghanistan comes in and says, India, we're with India. Like, dude, like, nobody asked you, first of all. <laughs> nobody wants you on their side. Like, stick to your own, you know? Yeah, that's They're true. Like that Afghanistan fans cousin. are always like, uh, they always, they always like to point out that India is their second team, and it's like nobody fucking cares who your second team is. Just back your. They don't either. Who... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, maybe it would the have been better if that we cares won is their fond baton, that freaking loser. Yeah, he's like dancing with those guys. <laughs> yeah. Man. But you know, like they they take advantage. No, of I, I finish your thought, Usman. Sorry, Sorry. finish your thought. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say they take advantage of the fact that Pakistan fans on social media get all like riled up about that stuff, especially like Irfan Pathan dancing. People are like, "How could he do that?" Like, okay, just chill the fuck out. Like, it's just banter. Like, you don't need to get your panties in a bunch. People are like getting so serious about it. Uh, that and that's why they do it more and more, right? Like, they 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 understand that. Fans get, you know, all riled up about it. Sorry, Ramiz, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was talking to my brother about this and uh, uh, he, like, about Irfan Patan going overboard and stuff. And it's not just him. I've seen a lot of other people post this too. seen some people from India on Reddit as well post these things where it, it seems like Muslim Indians have to show their, uh, what do you call, uh, forgot the word hate against Pakistan. Show their loyalty. Like, they have to show their loyalty show their loyalty as yeah. to show their loyalty to india more than anyone else needs to i that being said i don't think irfan patan doesn't 
believe what he says. I think he says he means everything he says, and he's a douchebag. And, did you guys yeah, see on that point? Wait, did you guys see? Can't wait to slap them um, in the next World Cup. Okay, relax, Ramiz. We were just talking about T20 how T20 World, World Cup we can beat them. T20 World Cup we can beat them. Okay, yeah, okay, that's what you I'll put my see. I'll put my money or my mouth. My faith is very oh. low right now. Yeah, not in T20, man. We're one of the best in the world. Yeah, be there. Yeah, number one. I see number one. I see at the number. I I didn't have number. Number one batter, number one team, <laughs> number one bowler, <laughs> number one bowler, the <laughs> number one catcher. Uh... Dakar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kangers. Um, I think that's Kangers. Yeah, a bunch of Kangers, but there are Kangers. You know, uh, I don't want anybody else to talk yeah. shit about them. We get to talk shit about them. Um, I would still right, pick uh, uh... before. I would still pick Chachu 10 days out of 10 to be on my team. Chachu was good. For the most part, he was good in the tournament. He played, played a really role. dumb shot played today. Uh, yeah. he, like, when I think he today it was kind of like, let's go home. <laughs> yeah, but why? That's, see, that's what I mean, right? You got to show some professionalism. England were done too. and Well, they had something to play for. They were um, trying to qualify for Champions Trophy, Champions Trophy right? Um, I think they made like, it. This is still a World Cup game, man. You gotta fucking show some, like, show some spine. Uh, the shot that Ifty played today was like, I knew he was gonna do something stupid like that when there were two spinners bowling when he came. Moin Ali and uh, Adil Rashid were bowling today when he came. But anyways, uh, before we wrap up, give me your best player from Pakistan in this World Cup and your worst player for Pakistan in this World Cup. Um, best player, <laughs> tough one. Um, I think I don't know. I think I'd give it to Shaheen. Okay, I and shouldn't say I best like player. I should of... say like the the biggest bright spot because I don't think you can legitimately say there was a best player because, like I said, they were all like they weren't all up to mark. So, who do you give like this if guy? We're, if we're talking about like bright spot, I think I think I would uh, go with Wasim Junior. He's <clears> looked really, really positive in the three games that he played. I didn't watch today, but in the last two games, he he was really, really positive, and I think that's a, I think that's one great change that we made, and we're probably going to use him really well in the future, hopefully. Um, if you're looking for the worst player, I think there's quite a few players that can be up there. Um, well, Haris Rauf is up there. Shadab Khan is up there. Mohammad Nawaz is up there. Um, Imam Al Haq can be up there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I think if I keep going, I think this pod will go for another twenty minutes. But I think yeah, that's that's that. Fakhar Zaman is up there too, man. He played two good innings. I don't know. He, he he but he only played three games, right? No, he played like four. Four four games. Four games, and he played two good innings. Um, yeah. But, but I yeah, guess, I think like, I think normal I normal services are resumed for him. Normal services are resumed for him. He's probably going to go another ten games without scoring runs, and then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, impact player, impact player, let's play him, let's play him." And yeah, it's no, he'll come back strong. This country never learns, man. Yeah. This country never learns, man. Come back strong from what? He's been poor throughout his career, man. He scores some big scores, like scores one fifty, one eighty, and then he doesn't score for like the next five games. You give him flat tracks, he's your he's your go to guy for sure. 
But if you give him any movement on the pitch, just forget about it. He's probably going to score 10 runs. So U- USA and West Indies is probably going to be flat, more flatter tracks, right? Like USA for no, sure, I think, sure. right? Like, what do you think? Sure. Well, West Indies is generally like the they're like kind of low tracks, right? The ball keeps kind of low, and they they do spin a little bit too. So I don't know the US. I, I've never seen any cricket in the USA, so I have no idea what kind of tracks. Yeah, well, oh, they're so, all new pit, new grounds. So yeah. yeah so yeah. okay. So for me, for me, my uh, my best like I'd say Mohammad Wasim was a good one, and um, fuck. Like I saw Shaquille and Salman Aga, obviously they were bright spots, but they're not. I mean, we're not gonna. The problem with picking a bright spot is when are you gonna see them play again in ODIs next year, like literally twelve months from now. So I'm not too too like. So Shaquille and Aga Salman, they've showed their, their how good they are in Test cricket. So they're not bright spots for me. They are mainstays in Test cricket. Mohammad Wasim, I think, you know, he's done really well in T20s. So again, you know, he's not a. You know, he's not anything. But I'd say Shane Shane Chafridi and Mohamed Rizwan were my top picks for uh for um the ODI team. And who was the worst? Whew. I mean even Bobber didn't play too good, right? Like he didn't have any like high, high scores. Um so you know, Shadab though, Shadab and Nawaz were the most disappointing and the most like because of their impact and the fact that we didn't really have much other spin options to go besides them. Like we didn't have a frontline spinner, um, and Osama Mir, right? Like they're they played like trash, and their impact was was much larger playing like trash because we didn't have anybody else to cover for them. So yeah. that's my take. That's my take. Yeah, mine mine were uh, Musim Junior and uh, Shadab Khan. Shadab Khan, we had really high hopes from this guy. He's a vice captain of this team. And he was supposed to provide control. He was supposed to provide wickets in the middle. And like you said, you know, when when our pace bowling is not firing, um, you need at least some kind of control from somewhere, right? And he wasn't able to provide that. Um, so just, yeah, he, he, he needs to take a look at himself and ask himself if he, want, if he wants to improve or not. And if he does, he should play more domestic. Um, but definitely, yeah. Mohamed Seem Jr., the three games that he played, uh, he was really good. Um, we, we were getting smacked around against New Zealand, and he bowled really well. Got three wickets. Had like six runs in over, so that was good. Uh, Salman Adiaga only played one game, uh, or I guess two. He really only got to play today because he got to bat today, and he scored a good 50. He had a good strike rate. I wish they had played him more instead of uh, fucking if Nawaz hadn't played, like, I don't know how many games. He played like four or five of the first games, I think. If if they had picked him over Nawaz, I think things could have been... I don't think things would have been different in terms of wins and losses, but I think that that is closer to your optimal kind of starting 11 that you want uh, in these conditions. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Pakistan's done at this World Cup. Uh, we'll, I guess, we'll come back with another episode after... The first semifinal. I don't know when news that is, flash, but... guys. This is our last episode. We fucking hate Pakistan <laughs> cricket. We're now gonna be shot bros so that we can uh we can um uh entertain the rest of the cricketing world. Yeah, yeah. That's um I mean we're still gonna we're gonna we're still gonna shit on India the same way, we're gonna shit on Afghanistan the same way. Yeah, man, we have no shame. We're, we're just gonna be sad about our own team while we do all that. 
because before we were and now and we're gonna change our name to Shardak Ganjaro. <laughs> that's how we feel about these guys. Shardak Chutio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo, you didn't say the phrase, bro. What what phrase? You have what phrase that Ramiz asked you to say about yourself? Oh yes. Oh yeah, Ramiz. Ramiz wanted me to say that. <laughs> no, why do you have to say Ramiz? Why do you say just say it? Just say it. I say this. That's it. No context. team support for the last like how long has it been? Three weeks? Two weeks? Uh, uh, twenty eight years, bro. yeah, twenty eight years is you know that's a longer like. That if you put it that way, it becomes even more depressing, <laughs> right? But like in this this World Cup specifically, we've been fucking, we were all hyped up, and Hades actually had. I can't believe right. I watched all the games, man. <laughs> put a lot the of time. Wake up games, like six time we're not going to get back. <laughs> yeah, time for yeah, time we're not going to get back, man. I spent a lot of time, like setting up alarms and like making sure my kid was asleep so I could watch the games and everything. But I should have just spent time sleeping instead. 100%. 100%. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining. Anything else you guys want to cover or should I wrap it up? No, I think that's good. I mean, you guys, we're still going to be coming back. We're going to, obviously this world cup was about Pakistan cricket. Pakistan doesn't play that much, but, uh, there's always something going on in the drama cup. So we'll be covering that. Everyone's gonna be mad about who he picks. Then we're gonna talk Investigative about Investigative report. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, not Australia I think it's in December. December yeah, fifteenth or fourteenth December. The second December, one is the Boxing Day. December thirteenth. December thirteenth. Uh, December thirteenth is the first one. Or after that, Boxing Day. I love how Usman said. I love how Usman said fourteen or fifteen, and it's neither of the two. One day before. Thirteen twenty-five, and then January second, and then my favorite format: we have five T20s against New Zealand in January. months. <laughs> we won't play anybody else. Dude, they're still like they're still paying us back for getting up and leaving during that first ODI. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. We bully the people they're that are nice bad to about us. <laughs> CT twenty twenty five, Zen, I know you're excited about it, but it's not gonna happen in Pakistan. I think you should stop hoping for that. That's okay, but let's try right. to go there, eh? Let's go to Dubai. That's where it's probably going to happen. Yeah, Ramiz is already going to be living there, so we have a place to stay. So 
Yeah, Ramiz, Ramiz knows Dubai, right? He Say inshallah. Say inshallah. Inshallah, brother. Inshallah. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Tell you thanks guys. for Thank you very joining. Much. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at shot underscore yar. Follow us on TikTok at shot yar. And YouTube at shot yar. And visit us at shot yar.com. Uh, we're sad right now, but we're going to be back. So see you guys in a couple of, couple of days. A lot. Peace. Of-